details of my life are quite inconsequential. Read my lips. If you have sex, your penis will fall off and land in another dimension populated entirely by dogs who will eat it. Well, that's something I'd like to avoid. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I'm a paladin with 18 charisma and 97 hit points. I can use my helm of disintegration and do 1d4 damage as my half-elf mage wields his plus five holy avenger. And as president, I'm going to make it impossible for congressmen or lobbyists to slip pork barrel projects or corporate welfare into laws when no one's looking. Because when I'm president, meetings where laws are written will be more open to the public. No more secrecy. That's a commitment I make to you as president. The Michael Graff Show. It is my opinion he is a danger to himself and others and is in need of treatment. Finally, a guy in broadcasting that represents the very average side of us all. The following broadcast is in the hands of a college-educated, barely-employed guy that does a podcast for an audience of fewer people than Paris Hilton has brain cells. It's hard to imagine that he's perpetually single. Now, from the middle of desert Urbania, this is Michael Groff in Exile. for the rundown on about a 16-hour-long show, I think. <laughs> it's going to be one of those nights. We have so many things to get into. I, I don't know how we're going to squeeze it all into one show. And chances are either we'll, we will by virtue of doing a 15-hour podcast or what will happen is we're going to do a, uh, well, it'll, it'll just get sw- swept under the desk or swept off to the side and I'll get to outdated material next week and then you'll complain so anyway welcome to another edition of michael groff in exile underway it's friday that would be june 11th 2010 and a somewhat pleasant evening i'm looking at the forecast I'm going outside. I'm I'm going for a walk this weekend. I'm going to go outside and enjoy the nice weather. Yes, I'm saying nice weather in Phoenix. The forecast high for tomorrow, right around the upper 80s. Yeah. Take that, global warming. Even a, a chance of a thunderstorm tomorrow. This is great. And then it's supposed to be like 100 zillion degrees next Wednesday. But okay, you know, listen. Take what we got. Contact information for the program as always, Mike at KMGX.com. That is our email address. It is Mike at KMGX.com. I want to pass along a comment, question, suggestion, anything of the sort. You can always do so. That is Michael uh, Groff. Actually, it's Mike at KMGX.com. <laughs> All right. Unexpected sneeze there. And uh, AOL Instant Messenger, Michael Grav Show is the screen name. Uh, of course, you can always join us. I couldn't even get to the button fast enough. And I have got the fastest fingers on earth, ladies. But really, uh, I couldn't even, couldn't even hit that fast enough. Also, 
If you have uh, anything else Michael Groff related, it's going to be one of those days. MichaelGroff.com is the place to go for anything else. You want to donate to the program, you want to uh, hang out in the chat channel, anything like that. It is the one, the only MichaelGroff.com. Okay, joining us via the magic of the interwebs. Thank you, Al Gore. I'm the internet. Yes, he invented the internet just so James could join us on the program. It's become sort of a, a an un, unofficial Friday kind of tradition here. You know, we've been soliciting for, for other co-hosts or people that want to host the best of editions of the program, too. So you've inspired an idea here. Uh, well, I am full of inspiration. Indeed. Indeed, the, the uh, Indeed, yep. Yeah, it's uh, quite of a uh, quite an inspiration. Still working on that uh, little podcast you got there. Huh? Still, uh, still working on that. I've huh? been working on that since uh, about December. Huh? Yeah. Little, uh, little podcast yeah. you uh, got going there. Anyway, we'll. Um, so, uh, how's it been going for you? Uh, well, I I just had a great day today. I. Hung out with the two girls. Aren't you jealous, everybody? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I also went to a graduation today. But that it wasn't. Was it wasn't yours. Nah, nah, nah. It was um, the eighth grade graduation. I, I knew like two people there, so I figured I'd show up. It's a good Plus idea. But the girls went me, so I mean, that was motivation. Well, I mean, if if the ladies are going, then you might as well go. Even if it's completely boring, you know, maybe you can it, it wasn't boring, liven actually. it up a little bit. The, the band, they played um, the Beatles when I'm 64, and they also sung Good Riddance Time of Your Life, so it's pretty good. Yeah. But they didn't do the graduation song. Uh, no, they did Pomp and Circumstance to enter and leave them. Oh. Yeah. If there was no vitamin C, though, if there was no graduation song, then, you know, as far as I'm concerned, then there there wasn't a graduation. Pop and <laughs> circumstance, you mean? No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, this song. Oh. And then they always have, like... Uh, Luckily, this was out after I graduated high school, thank God, or else we would have heard this, too. Oh, my God. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Thank you. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. It, oh, that hurts. It hurts? Yeah. Oh God! It's it's just a graduation song by Vitamin C. That's actually what it's called. I believe it's called the graduation song. Anyway, there's there's been a few of those kind of cheesy ass songs written like that. Yeah. Anyway, not to get so so you uh, attended a graduation, but it was not yours, and you hung out with some hot chicks. <laughs> Indeed. You know what I did today? Um... I, you uh, huddle into your computer and, you know, use your elite hack source skills to just browse the interweb, didn't you? Yeah, and I ate at Long Longs. <laughs> I played PlayStation 3, so there you go. Ah, 
Uh, I know I've got I've got some life going for me right now. But now, of course, you know, listen, from PlayStation three and having a nice a nice uh, meal at Long Wong's all the way to the big time. Here we go, because as you know, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the program because I know you're just hanging on the edge of your seat. You're hanging on every word, just waiting to find out what the biggest stories of the day are, because you've tuned into Fox News. You've tuned into CNN. Orgasm at our presence, don't you, they? You've you've listened to AP and you've listened. To, you've gone to every other ra- news outlet, MSNBC and whatnot, and you've seen what they think is news. You've heard what they think is news, but all that's irrelevant because it's what I think is news that's most important. People are idiots. Everyone has their own definition of what's newsworthy. The feeling most people get when they hear a Barack Obama speech, my, I felt this thrill going up my leg. I mean, well, I don't have that too often. I guess some people shouldn't be gatekeepers of the news. <laughs> but lucky for you, the decisions are now in the capable hands of this guy. Wow! It's time now for Michael Groff's seven most salient, salacious, and stimulating storylines of the day. Actually, when you speak, Mike, I also get a tingle up my leg. Wow. You just have that effect on people, don't you? Um, that awkwardness is just going to hang in the air. Number okay. seven. There we go. Thank God. Never been more happy for a sounder firing. No, uh, Arkansas flooding. I, I the, the Arkansas flooding is really the, the, the most dangerous thing going on right now. Uh, we've got... Uh, dozens of people have been injured, killed in floods in Arkansas. Campers, uh, 28 of them stranded. That's the latest report we have. And uh, this is um, it's a... Yeah, we've got uh, flooding going on in Arkansas. It was Tennessee about a month, a little over a month ago. Now we've got Arkansas making the big news with flooding. Uh, terrible. Just terrible. And uh, we'll give you more updates on that. Really not a lot of information uh, aside from they're expecting more rain. And that's... It's that global warming, Mike. It must God be. Darn it, it strikes again. Yep. Number six. Of course, they'll tell you that that's wise because global warming, we're going to have more floods. Of course, when it's dry, when it's too dry, it's global warming. When it's too sunny, it's global warming. Too cloudy, too warm, too cold. Whatever. It's all about global warming. Anyway, number six, the NBA Finals. Celtics, Lakers, all tied two games apiece after the Celtics won last night, 96 to 89. Kobe Bryant threw his teammates under the bus after the game, and, you know, Kobe Bryant's just a punk anyway. And uh, big baby Glenn Davis went off for nine points in the fourth quarter, 18 points in the game overall, and the most important thing, series tied. There will definitely, the Celtics will definitely be going back to L.A. at least for a game six. And uh, but what will happen? It becomes a best of three series at this point. So uh, I'm I, I'm really not watching the NBA Finals very much, but apparently a lot of people are. So if the Lakers win, we're going to get near fault. If the Celtics win, we're going to get near fault. I'm not. I'd be all right with the Celtics winning. If the Lakers win, the only earful you'll get from me is earful of vomit. Number five. World Cup. Oh, boy. Speaking of vomit. The world, the world Cup is underway. Yeah. So they had the, the first game was uh, this morning at about 7 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, Mexico took on the host country of South Africa. 
And you know this this is how the game was. Can you imagine this? This is the game we're talking the World Cup now, an event that only comes around once every four years. Think about this. Countries all around the world get excited. They want they want to see the best that their sport has to offer. And people say, ah, Americans don't know anything about soccer. It's the greatest sport ever. And and, and then they're yeah. two the the opening game, the very first game out of the shoot, South Africa, Mexico. It ends in a in a tie. <laughs> What? Everybody the winner. Everybody. Yay. Wait, 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 what? It ended in a 1-1 tie. First of all, I was amazed. Two goals were actually scored in a soccer game. Oh, Two. God. I mean, nor- oh, most of the time, no goals are scored in us, but there are actually two goals scored. No, but really, ah. really, how does, how does a World Cup... That'd be like the Super Bowl ending in a tie. Or an, uh, or, yeah, an NFL playoff, or an NFL playoff game ending in a tie. And, of course, they say that in South Africa, which is where the World Cup is, is being played, that's what a great venue. They uh, Some of the people were having trouble getting to the game because elephants were blocking traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not making that up either. Wow. It did start off on a sad note, though, didn't it? Because um, uh, South Africa's like ex-president or something like that, his great-granddaughter yeah, uh, died Nelson, on the Yeah, Nelson Mandela. Charity. Yeah, so there was a there was a bit of a unfortunate uh, sort of underscore to the whole event, and the fact that you know the first game ended at a tie. Let's not forget that. That that kind of was a sad underscore as well. Number four, the lost girl that was sailing around the world. Oh, uh, yeah. She's been found. I have a lot what? of questions Good. about this I'm going to get into later. But I think it's been a while. You know, we just did a best of show the other day where we had our Parents of the Year nominations uh, from 2008, one of our greatest Parents of the Year. Well, I think it's time to roll that feature out again for 2010. More, like I said, more on that coming up. Number three. 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 South Carolina has become the laughing stock of politics. Do you see who South Carolina? Now, this has been sitting on my desk for a couple of days, but it. And I, I was yeah. sort of going to talk about this, and then I was yeah, like, Yeah, I saw that. It's it, the the guy who like. Um, I, I believe he molested like a college girl, or you know. Like- well, yeah. Here's so the guy that wins the primary, the Democratic primary in South Carolina. Is Alvin Green, a 58-year-old unemployed guy? He's um, yeah, I believe we talked about this like uh, on an old show. What he did? Well, no. He, the thing is, is that this guy, um, I wasn't really going to talk about it because he's a. It's an unusual situation. He'll be running against uh, Jim Demint in <laughs> South Carolina, but in the meantime, in the primary, he wins. Gets 60% of the vote. No one can figure out how. And, uh, yeah, the guy is facing obscenity charges, federal obscenity charges, for exposing himself uh, to, well, for showing pornographic images, actually. He was showing pornographic images to an 18-year-old girl, (laughs) allegedly. Well, that's brilliant. 
Have yeah. a good idea. Yeah, so that uh, that was kind of weird. So again, we're going to get into it. There's a lot of people that are, you know, putting on their tinfoil hats and yelling conspiracy theory. Maybe there is sort of a, not a, I wouldn't call it a conspiracy theory, but I would call it a an interesting situation. <laughs> the thing I'm focusing on is like the cheesy ad campaign that they're probably thinking of for Jim DeMint. Vote for Jim DeMint. He's minty fresh. <laughs> Something like that. I think I think you have a big, bright future ahead of you as a political campaign strategist. Number two. two. There's a plane crash in eastern Arizona. Hits a high school. Again, this is sort of a breaking story. This just happened several hours ago, and uh, we'll get you some more details on this. But needless to say, uh, there's some fatalities here. We'll again, we'll have a lot more information on it. It's one of the bigger stories that's gone on this afternoon. But in in the midst of everything else, sort of been lost under the radar. I, I could have gone a number of places with the top seven stories today. So there's so many I left off, and then there's just. Again, there's this pile of stuff that's on the desk, but of course, we all know what's number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. It could be at least another month before the, before anything, before the well is capped off in the Gulf. Uh, BP says it could be that long before they get any more ships out there to skim more oil off. Wow. Uh, the president, well, we, we've heard, I mean, he's outraged. He's looking he, he, to kick some ass, and now he's... I am... He, Furious. He's furious. He's going to meet with uh, he's going to meet with the head of BP, Tony Hayward, next Tuesday. Like, wow. wouldn't you have met with that guy uh, a month and a half ago, maybe? Or it's so bad. Do you have like that uh, sound effect, Mike? Which it, you know the one that's like, <clears throat> oh yeah, the the Ugh. ugh that. Yeah. That? I don't even know if we do we still have that? Let's see. Uh there it is. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but but how could you be saying that, Mike? The president, he he is just furious. Well, he is enraged. It's so it's so bad now. Even Rolling Stone magazine, who wrote these, you know, just glowing things about the president before. Even they've turned on him now. And the numbers are down. Uh, clearly, there's been an effort made to sort of keep the oil from washing up on shore. Instead, what they're doing is is they're keeping it just under the water and just making these horrible death zones. It's a mess all over the place. There's a lot of blame to go around. And again, as we've been doing, we're going to break it down even more tonight. So uh, that's just some of the stuff that's on my radar right now. Who needs billion-dollar cable news yeah. when you've got Michael Graff? And uh, they, they send the media down there. And uh, media are being shunned away by BP workers down on the coast. You've got the Coast Guard that's telling the media to go away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, yeah, that's, this, that's is, bad. Yeah, this is getting crazy. You have a foreign company telling our own news media to leave. To GTFO. On, on, yeah, they're telling us to GTFO, STFU, and GTFO. And they're telling for GTFO. They're, yeah. they're telling us that, and and this is our country. It's their company, and and there's a rift that's developing between the United States and England over this. And wow. 
It's well because this what's happening is you have you have officials in England. You have the mayor of London. You have uh, people all over the place in England. These muckety mucks that have come out and they've said, "Hey, stop trashing BP. Stop talking badly about BP. You're costing us <laughs> jobs. We have to think our stock price because the United States is talking crap about BP. Our stock price is going down. It's gone. It's only about half its value now, and." BP, it, that's our major source of income. We, we're talking about retirement for our a lot of our shareholders, and we don't know what we're going to do. So shut up. That's what they're telling us. That the people wow. over there in England, they're telling us to shut our mouths about what's going on. Oh, we're sorry. You know what? Uh, they can go suck a dick on a Golden Gate Bridge. You know what? No, yeah, they're right. We really should stop complaining. They're they've only, according to estimates. And it depends on what numbers you believe. Some are really huge, some not so much. But let's just let's just say let's let's go with like splitting down the middle. All right, all right. About forty to fifty million gallons of oil have spilled into the Gulf. I mean, that's not going to have repercussion for generations to come. Yeah, uh, we're sorry that you know uh, you're. We're so we're, sorry we're, that your your stock is going down because we're just exposing the fact that you ignored safety procedures on your rig, and then it exploded, and eleven of your own people died. And that just seems to be something that's been covered up. And then yeah, I mean, you have the unmitigated goal to tell our media to get the hell out of there. Then you tell us to shut our mouths because, um. Hey man, uh, you know you're costing us uh, money. Our stock price keeps going down. You guys keep trashing us. Well, gee, I, we're, I'm terribly sorry. I mean, why on earth would we trash you, you guys? I mean, gosh darn it, you just did the best job ever, didn't you? What? Um, my question is, what if the United States was, you know, drilling for oil off? Let's just say, I don't know. England, the, 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 the British Isles somewhere. We, we were just drilling and then we had a little accident and you know, a little rig went down and oil was just spilling and washing up on the... I, I mean, I know you don't go to the beach in the British Isles because, you know, it's perpetually raining and about 50 degrees. I understand, so beach well, weather... Well, actually, the water is supposed to be really warm because um, of the ocean cycles, but... Yeah, but I mean, really, yeah, it keeps it from freezing because of the yeah. of the Gulf Stream. But water temperature yeah. is still about you know fifty fifty five degrees up there. It's not like it's we're not. It's not like it's bath water there. It's not like it's it's water temperatures like they have in the Gulf Coast of the United States. Yeah. So anyway, the point is, is that we. What if the same I mean, if the tables were turned? I think I think you'd be a little bit upset, don't you? I'm sure the European Union would be a little bit upset with us, but you know, because it happened here and because it's probably not going to affect you, although who knows with the with the currents being what they are and once that flows around the southern tip of Florida there and, and then gets in the Gulf I, Stream. I, I do say, sir. Would you please stop talking knockers about me? I say, sir, if you would stop trashing our British Petroleum, sir, you, you understand that much I mean, of my we, we stock... we have to afford our dental appointments, my, you know, and our tea and crumpets. Much of my stock portfolio is dragged up there in the British Petroleum, sir. So I think this would be best for you. You know, if you'd rather keep your trap shut, 
not it would be things. It required corking of you to, you know, please keep your gravity well closed about the whole thing, I think. <laughs> yes, you do that to Tanza. Of course. Naturally, I'm charmed. Oh, yes. So that's the situation now. They're telling us to shut up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I wanna I wanna make a, a a small correction, or at least I want to uh, expand on something I talked about last night on the show, where I said that um, BP is gonna be they're gonna be writing out big checks, and, and we're gonna keep suing them. And uh, you understand that there's upon further research, and 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 of course knowing this about any company, we just saw this with Toyota, British Petroleum. And any of these companies, they are not stupid. So what they have done is, is they um, they take their companies and they have a United States division, a subsidiary of BP called BP America. Now BP America, what what this is what's going to happen? This is what I predict will happen. This and this is not really a bold prediction. This just is called corporate business. So they screwed up. BP and Transocean, they screwed up. They're going to have to pay for it. The United States government, there's going to be lawsuits, and, and uh, that's just how it is. So BP isn't the one that's going to get sued. It's going to be the American subsidiary because they were operating in and around the United States. So it's the American subsidiary that's going to be nailed. Well, guess what? The American subsidiary doesn't have the cash flow that the British Petroleum does, and they intentionally keep it that way. You keep your subsidiaries to have, you know, just a small amount of money so that then when people go after them, like, I don't know, all the fishermen along the Gulf Coast and the United States government. And And the family who lost lives. And uh, yeah, and anybody else that goes after, yeah, the families. What's going to happen is they'll go after the subsidiary and the subsidiary will file for bankruptcy. And that's the end. That's it. Game over. Nobody gets any money. It's sort of like a shield, isn't it? Right. I mean, Exxon couldn't quite do that. It was a little different for Exxon, but the difference there was they had so much money and so many lawyers that could continue to fight this for so long. Again, I I talked about this on the show. I just saw, um, and I didn't even talk about this on the show until this oil spill came about. It was kind of coincidental. There was the last case in the Exxon Valdez uh, spill, which was in, I believe, 1989. The last... Um, court case was, I think, finally settled a couple of months ago, a few months ago, and now it's been resolved. So that that's 20 years ago. That's more than 20 years ago. And in this case, I don't even think it's going to be dragged on for 20 years because BP America, the subsidiary, is just going to go, eh, you know what? Here, here's a little bit of the money. We have 75 Million, I think there's a law that says that caps the the damages that can be filed against them anyway. But even if there wasn't, they just go, okay, well, okay, here's the money that we have, and now we're filing for bankruptcy, and now you get nothing else. And if you try to go after BP, you know, the the main uh, BP over here in in Britain, uh, you're screwed. So this is a, and I, I don't know. I don't think I would love to see some resolution of uh, come of this. I'd love to see um, things turned around here, but 
Number one, Barack Obama's not going to do anything because the oil companies funded well, him. Hey, he, he, Mike, you forget, he is a just enraged. Well, I mean, once I, I think, yeah, I mean, right now he's he's whipped up into such a frenzy. I, I don't know. I don't know if he can see through the 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 sheer rage that he's experiencing. We've already seen the end result of uh, of Obama getting yeah, we, getting pissed. We've off. already seen. Like, I am furious. Don't make me raise my voice. You know. Yes. Now, coming up on the show, coming up later, uh, we have got. Oh man, there's there's a lot here. We just got a ton of stuff. We've got a well, another stupid study of the week. Yes, another needless, pointless release of a study. This one is even better than the one that we did last week. In fact, this is this is really about the dumbest thing I've read. I don't know if honestly, I don't know if I've read anything dumber than this. I really, I don't think I have. Uh, what is it, Michael? Like, ugly tend, ugly people tend to have less of a social life? Something like that? No, no, no. This is, that at least, even though that's been done over and over again, and, you know, attractiveness versus social lives and blah, 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 that's been done to death, and yeah, that's like well done. But this is, no, no, no. This takes the cake. People who wear hats um, get like sunlight in their eyes, something like that. No, no, no. This is this isn't this isn't like a, an obvious thing. Well, well. <laughs> this is. Let's just say that this is madness. It is. It really is. It's a study done by a psychologist. Oh boy. And he analyzes. <laughs> he analyzes a character, a particular. A particular individual and comes to a stifling conclusion that you just won't even believe. Oh boy. Plus, I, I, I'm holding on to my seat, Mike, literally. Yeah. Plus, I have to play you this the audio of this Alvin Green, the South Carolina uh, Democratic candidate. And we'll we'll break down the, the theories and everything about him and, and why it is no, that he's No, 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 Mike. vote for Jim DeMint. He minty fresh. And there you go. <laughs> I, I should like give him a call and like that's copyrighted. You have to buy it from me. You well, you've already, yeah, you've said it here. So I mean, it does have sort of a sort of an implied uh, copyright. You know, yeah. it does. Why not? So we've got that coming up and a lot more stuff too. Oh, uh, let me see. I didn't play the Helen Thomas audio, did I? No, I didn't. I didn't play Helen Thomas, why she got fired. We talked about her getting fired. But I didn't play the actual audio of her uh, telling, uh, saying that the Jews just need to get out of Palestine. She didn't get fired, by the way. She quit, but, you know, she retired. She retired yeah. because what happened was the Obama people even were embarrassed by her. Even the Obama people were embarrassed at, at Helen Thomas showing up anymore. Yeah, but eighty nine years old. What's up now? Yeah, but Mike, we we were actually talking about that earlier because this guy on this teen chat, he he literally came into the room and said "f Israel" only. He actually said the word, and I, I dared myself to bring up facts into the conversation. I mean, 
Honestly, what's wrong with me? Unfortunately, I've had my share of discussions uh, with people about uh, what's going on with Israel, the flotilla, the Palestinians, you know, the whole thing. I've had, over the years on this show, we've had so many discussions. I had uh, numerous guys yelling at me on the phone about it. it. It's very hard to have a discussion about this issue because the problem is... It's plain and simple. It's not the Jews' fault. It's Great Britain's fault. No, the the real point is, and and I'll just summarize it very, very quickly. The real problem here is, number one, there's a lot of anti-Semites. But sweeping away the anti-Semitic part of this, um, you've got a lot of people that are just uninformed about history. And, and or you have people like uh, Rosie O'Donnell who stuck up for... Helen Thomas, and who who is uh, clearly uh, bashing Israel as well, uh, when she put down the the muffins long enough, and the and the donuts <laughs> and, the and the brownies, and the yeah, when she put down a ring dings long enough to actually get some words out of that uh, gaping gravity well that she has, she was that black uh, hole of she, the mouth. she was able to rifle off with the idea that uh, it's. It's that this belongs to the Palestinians. It's their land. They've been there. Okay. Um, you you got to like that logic. I, well, I've been, I've been to Massachusetts. I've been to Boston. Why don't I own, own any land in Boston? Well, here's the thing. And what you have to understand is it's kind of like me claiming that I own Phoenix because I've lived in Phoenix for I, – I, I'm – this is my land because I've lived here for 20, well, it'll be 28 years in August. And that would be great if history started 28 years ago. But see, the, the problem is, is that it doesn't. See, and the problem for those people that argue against the Israeli-Palestinian situation is what they don't understand is that the history didn't start 50 years ago. It didn't start a hundred years ago or 500 years ago or even a thousand years ago. It's been going on for, it's the cradle of civilization, for God's sake. The people that are there, if you want to go all the way back to Abraham and everybody that that came up out of Africa from the Fertile Crescent and, and moved north and east and spread into the region. That's who was there first. If you really want to break down who was there first. Yeah, why, why don't they own the land? I mean, really? Yeah. Um, the Jews have been there. And as, as for her, uh, Helen Thomas just thought, well, they should go back. They should go home. That's what she said. They are home. Oh, what she meant by home was Germany. Yeah, because it went so well there. And, yeah, and Rosie, mean, Rosie I mean, O'Donnell. Rosie I mean, the Holocaust never happened. Rosie O'Donnell, who came to the defense, also said that, well, you know, we're that those uh, the ovens, they're not there anymore in Israel or in uh, Germany. And I, I would actually tell Rosie that maybe you ought to go to Germany sometime. I want you to go on a tour of Auschwitz and you can see that, in fact, yes, uh, the ovens are actually still there. Uh, there's plenty of leftover... Uh, plenty of uh, leftovers uh, from from Goebbels and from uh, Hitler and from every uh, other uh, high point in German history over there, and the genocide of the Jewish people and and the genocide of others as well. Uh, oh, there's, but, well, you forget, Mike. The, the Holocaust. It was exaggerated. It was, yeah. As uh, as what was it, Mel Gibson's dad said. Well, uh, I think it was. 
it was exaggerated. And then Ahmadinejad said that he thought it didn't happen, or if it did, it was just sort of a numbers game. It's clearly been overstated. You know, it just never happened. Now, if you let me have the the bomb, though, it will happen for sure. <laughs> nah. Oh, I said that out loud. Oh, crap. <laughs> Not that we're working on a nuclear bomb, of course. Never. No, no, sir. No, nothing to no, say here. Ne- no, sir. Never. Yes, sir. No, sir. Hot dog, hot dog. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, the uh, yeah, isn't that like a big ass nuclear power plant right there? It's for yeah. power only, sir. It, it, we are not using our centrifuges to enhance any of the nuclear material for a nuclear. So why weapon. is there a giant billboard saying this is not a nuclear power plant, uh, sir? You, it is in far. You are not reading correctly, sir. And there's also a subtitle saying, we're building nuclear bombs. What's up with that? Why is there a great big missile where you're putting what appears to be nuclear material into a warhead? Don't pay any attention to that. That is all Jewish propaganda. Yeah, but there's there's also another billboard right there saying missile launch site. Avoid. (laughs) What's up with that? Seriously, we joke about it, but it almost is that obvious that they're building nuclear material. Even the IAEA says that and have been saying that. And we're still not doing anything about it. That's the quiet little secret that nobody's talking about. And we just sit there and we tell Israel, you know what? You guys have nothing to worry about. It's all going to be good. We're, you're fine. We're, we're giving you... We're, we, we got your back. We yeah. got your back. Yeah, we got your back. Obama's over here. He's, listen, he knows. He he is enraged. I mean, he, he wasn't talking about BP. He was talking about you furious. guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, do, do, I, 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 like I said, I just get chilled on my mind, man. I wouldn't mess, want to mess with that guy. Um, all right, so we've got all that. And I have a uh, something else that's on my desk for a couple of days. I want to get to this. Uh, this was a study done, and this... We're just going to ask the question, or I've, I've, uh, I've actually long maintained that when it comes to issues of economics, and when I try to talk economics on this program, sometimes people get lost. And the people that don't know their economics, there's a fascinating study that was done by a guy at, I believe this was done at Columbia University, and it had to do with party affiliation and how well you know your economics, and well, yes, and how well people did, and you'd be surprised. So you can break it down into you know conservative, liberal, uh, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian. Uh, who knew the most about economics? Who knew the least? And we'll even give you a, a we'll even give you it was, it was a it's a short test, only eight questions. Wow. Yep, only eight questions, and we'll even we'll run through those, and we'll uh, we'll look. I at- actually, um, I know it's sort of irrelevant, but I'm gonna take uh, civic economics uh, next year. Well, there you go. So you'll you'll uh, definitely have a head start if you just yeah. know these are the eight basic principles of economics. And we'll see we'll see how you do. Uh, when I took yeah. this, I just want to mention I actually did get eight out of eight. It's not that hard, actually. It's not that hard if you know anything about economics whatsoever. Even somebody, I, I would be willing to bet that James gets at least six out of eight. He's 15. So 
I don't know what the excuse is for. Oh, every- yeah, bro. I know everything about economics, man. You yeah. see, I once traded this sandwich for a bag of pot, man. That's how it works, bro, right? I'd trade sandwich for a bag of pot. <laughs> I would. All right, it's uh, Michael Graff in exile. And, and by the way, there's a lot more, too. I want to play uh, a clip of Barbara Boxer. Well, it's been a Barbara Boxer week, hasn't it? We've had a lot of that. Okay, so we'll get to that and a lot more, too. It's Michael Graff in exile on a Friday. Oh, oh and the pop chart. God, we have to get to that, too? All right, more don't coming. Don't forget my segment. And, yes, don't forget, James has the, what was it tonight? The... Uh- Top five most expensive cell phones, Mike. I wonder if Steve Jobs' latest uh, failure of an iPhone will be on there. I didn't even mention that either. That's something else I have to get to. Yeah, his iPhone crashed. Yeah, his iPhone, it doesn't really. He had a Bill Gates moment. We'll be back. Michael Groff Show. It's Michael Groff in exile. Just because we love you so much, we came back. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, I was thinking of like just getting up and leaving and going, you know, I think one segment's good. It's such a great segment. I was like, you know what? Leave them wanting more. Just tease a bunch of stuff coming up and then that's it. Yeah, have that suspense right there. Yeah, like just do a podcast that's to be continued. Yeah, what you do is That's the real key to the successful podcast Is you just do one segment every day Instead of doing these these long shows You just do one segment Then you tease a whole bunch of stuff And say we're going to talk about it tomorrow You do like You make it like a sitcom And that's how you That's how you treat it Oh yeah Get get some cheesy sitcom music Right Yeah, exactly That's that's, You know Or we could just make it like a game show or something Welcome back to the Michael Grubb Show. Yeah. Last time we were talking, we talked about Israel and the Palestine. More on that later. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I think it'd be great if we did it like that. Here it comes! The Internet's most fabulous 20 minutes of broadcasting. It's... Like this. It's the Michael Graff Show with your host, Michael Graff, and your co-host, James Helen, Bowman. Helen Thomas, you bigot. Come on down. Barack Obama, get all pissed off and come on down. And green, come on down. 
boxer. Tell us about how carbon is more dangerous than terrorism. Come on down. You are the first four knuckleheads. Jackasses. To be discussed on tonight's Michael Groff in Exile. And if this thing would work about uh, ten times faster than it does, I would tell you that. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, that's uh, how that's how I would do this show if I could. I would just make it like a we would just do it like that. And you know what's weird is this thing is supposed to be like a super fast and and your top of the line X Max PC. Yeah, clearly it's not. All right, anyway, so here's what we've got going on. I want to get to this story about uh well, okay, we have several ways we can go, but I think first, let me just get to this. This is something that's been here for a couple of days. We have Barbara Boxer news. Now, earlier this week, Barbara Boxer uh, was ensconced in part of the controversy because, of course, you had this Carly Fee... Uh, what's her name? Carly uh, Fiorina. She was the former muckety-muck over there at HP, and now she's running in California uh, against Barbara Boxer for Senate. And Carly Fiorina, of course, while she was being mic'd up someplace, said that Barbara Boxer, you know, she just said her hair is so yesterday, blah, blah, blah. And it was just, it was just a stupid comment. It was just dumb. Um, but see, this is, my point was, why not attack Barbara Boxer for some of the dumb things that she does and some of the dumb things that she says? Why can't we do that? And I, my point was, yeah, Barbara Boxer says a lot of stupid things and, and these things could be chronicled very easily. Why aren't they being done so? Like, for example, Barbara Boxer earlier this week, while uh, in a, I believe this, she was on the floor, she's on the Senate floor someplace. She says that um, carbon is the biggest threat to our troops. Carbon. You know, on the periodic table, the sixth element on the periodic table. Yes, she says that that is more dangerous to our troops. Here's what she said exactly. I'm going to put in the record, Madam President, a host of quotes from our national security experts who tell us that carbon pollution leading to climate change will be, over the next 20 years, the leading cause of conflict, putting our troops in harm's way. And that's why we have so many returning veterans who want us to move forward and address this issue. Wow. Yeah, because usually when our troops come back from Afghanistan and Iraq, the first thing they say is, this damn carbon Damn carbon pollution that's going on all over the place. Carbon emissions. They're really concerned about that. Oh, wait. No, they're not. They're more concerned about, hey, I got back in one piece. Or, hey, I've got to go back for another tour. Or, hey, you know, I wonder what's gone on with my family while I've been gone for the last year. Or, I hope I don't have any long-term health problems. Or... I don't know. I could think of probably, I could just go on till about two in the morning just listing off the things that the soldiers are more concerned about. I'm sure they're more concerned about what the hell happened on Grey's Anatomy this season or who won American Idol or about a zillion other things over, gee, uh, this carbon, these carbon emissions. I think it's kind of dangerous stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, forget the grenade and everything. Yeah, and don't forget the gays as well, Mike. Those are, those are also very All gay. of the dangers that our troops face. Yeah, those evil gays. Yeah. All the troops are, are all the dangers our troops face uh, regularly all across, all across uh, the Afghanistan and Iraq. They're worried about grenades. They're worried about the Taliban. They're worried about Al Qaeda. They're worried about Hamas or what, whoever. No, according to Barbara Boxer, none of that matters. They're just concerned about carbon emissions. So that's one item I wanted to get to. Another thing here we have, um, oh yeah, here is, well, here's Rosie O'Donnell. I had to mention this. So I had to play the audio because we mentioned yeah, it in yeah, the last but segment. You, you might not be able to hear her through her Twinkie well, than the fact that her mouth is just a black hole. Well, right now, uh, in this clip, you will hear she, she is not eating anything. There's, oh my God. I know. It's hard to believe. Uh, she's not either, you know, eating the pizza or ring dings or munching on her girlfriend or whatever it is that she does. Uh, she is actually commenting about Helen Thomas and about the Jews and about the whole situation. And so just so you don't think I took her comments out of context, here's Rosie O'Fat on her serious uh, radio show. Are you well, saying the law, what here's what happened. Tell me, here's the exact quote of what she said. On Friday, she was asked by a guy who had a video camera in her face for any comment on Israel. And she said, tell them to get the hell out of Palestine. Remember, these people, the Palestinians, are occupied and it's their land. It's not Germany. It's not Poland. She was asked where they should go. And she answered they should go home to Poland, to Germany, to America. How could that be construed as hate speech? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't see uh, any way that that could be Well, how do you construe it as hate speech, I'm not saying it is hate speech, and I think the question is, is it hate speech? Because I think some people would think it is. It's saying, what about, you know, people no, say, what if it's saying black people should go back to Africa? But except black people are not occupying uh, it's, it's a, a country, country right? It's a, no, no wait, I think the difference here is that the hate speech comes from the fact that... Uh, Jews left Poland and Germany because they were being killed. Correct. And so the and hate is inferred when she says, go back there. Oh, that is absurd. Well, here's the only thing. Right after World War II, when uh, Jews who did survive the Holocaust went back, they were killed there, right? Not, not millions, but thousands of Jews were killed when they tried to go back and reclaim their businesses and their homes. They were killed by, you know, local people in Poland and in Germany. So, you know, there's that historical reference that is, in fact, true. But now I think in the year 2010, you know, what she was saying was not go back to the ovens. Well, they're not there anymore. Correct. What yeah. she was saying was, yeah, know, they're not there anymore. The homeland was originally Palestinians yeah. is what she was yeah. saying. And that it's now occupied by Israel and that Palestinians should be afforded, mm -hmm. you know, Right. human and civil rights. That's yeah. what I think she was saying, but I don't and know. And to construe that as... as, as, uh, she, as she wasn't saying anything about human rights, uh, sweetheart. She was saying that uh, uh, she wants the Jews to, uh, in her words, go home. The thing is, is they uh, are home. No, that's not, it's not hate speech, Mike. You know, it's just, it's just, she was just saying, you know, they should go home, that's all. They're in a place that's been home officially since 1948. Well, actually semi-officially since 1920 and realistically historically speaking it's been their home for thousands tens of thousands of years since humans land since humans emerged from the fertile crescent for god's sake that it's been their home since then 
you have to actually know your history. The problem is, is you actually have to have, number one, gone to school. Number two, you have to maybe have paid attention. <laughs> These are things that are historically Well, fact. to be fair, Mike, I barely pay attention. I just, I just study at home. But the United Nations even declared it as their state. They, they, there is no such thing as Palestine. If you look at a map, if you, right now, you go to the globe, you look, there's no, hold on, matter of fact, I got, I got an atlas right here, hang on a second, hold on. Uh, I can Google it, <clears throat> give me a second. I'm not even gonna, I'm going to an atlas that's been here, this is, this is I think from like 1999. Actually, it's from 2005, here, hold on. Ah, uh, that's, oh, but that's practically prehistoric, Mike. <laughs> Let's see here. I'm looking, and I'm looking here in the Middle East, and I, I see, let me get a light here. I see that there is, a, oh, there's Jordan. Let's see, we've got, got Iraq, we've got Iran. Over here, there's, there's Turkey. Yep, yeah, oh, way over here, yep, there's Pakistan, there's Afghanistan. Yeah, man, oh, man. Yeah, there's Yemen's there. United Arab Emirates. Kuwait. Kuwait, yep, there it is. There's, uh, there's, there's Qatar. You know what's uh, weird? There's Israel. I'm looking right at Israel. Um, you know, for the life of me, I, I don't see a Palestine on here. That's interesting, huh? I, I even see rivers: Tigris, Euphrates. I, the Euphrates but, is there. Yeah, the Tigris River is there. You got there's lots of stuff there. I see the Red Sea. I see the Persian Gulf. Ah, uh, they they probably just missed it. Mike. You know it's what? Like a I'm guessing. Oh. Not really. A, I'm just, I think it's just an omission. I bet, I bet that, you know what it is? I bet the Jews went in and they, they bought all the companies that make Atlas's globes. And they, of course, own Google, even though they don't. But they probably own Google Maps or somehow they took their, their control of the media and the internets. And they changed, the they changed all of the maps. So just to uh, omit Palestine. Oh, but. I don't know. Somehow, I don't ever remember being taught that Palestine uh, exists. But Israel does. So if you're going to tell the people to go home, and again, the, the, here's Helen Thomas. The, let's get it straight from the, from the old, uh, well, I almost used the, the C word. Let's, uh, let's just get it from the old coots. <laughs> I'll use the, the old coots The old mouth. windbag. Yeah, the old windbag herself. Here's Helen Thomas. Here's what she says. And just, uh, Elf, and you see... You see if I'm uh, if I'm uh, misquoting. Hold on, this is uh, from a video. Let me see if uh, I, I had it. I had it all queued up in the sound file, but unfortunately, uh, uh, that got delayed. Here we go. We're arresting everybody today. Any comments? Tell them to get the hell out of Palestine. Ooh. <laughs> Any better comments? <laughs> Remember, these people are occupied, and it's their land. Not German, it's not Poland. So where should they go? What should they do? They go home. Where's the home? Poland. So the Jews, Germany. You think Jews go back to Poland and Germany? And and America and everywhere else. They go okay, go everywhere else. So everywhere except Israel is apparently uh, is their home. You know, Mike, I'm still pretty sure she had the Twinkie in her mouth <laughs> or something. Well that that was Helen Thomas. That's not Rosie O'Donnell. Poor old Helen Thomas. You can't, don't pick on poor old. She's just an anti-Semite. She's just, uh, you know, she represents the little slice of Arab in all of us. And tell him to go home. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, that's the that's the kook fringe update on that end. Uh, I uh, just, just just to leave that bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, she. This it's. Un, I'm just. I'm shocked, really. Shocked I at Helen Thomas. Furious. I, I, I. Well, yeah. I am. I am furious. I'm shocked. I can't really believe it. Actually, I, I totally can. The people that defend her and say, you know, uh, she didn't say anything wrong. She just told him to go home, go back. And for Rosie O'Donnell and the people on her show to say, well, the ovens aren't there anymore. They're gone. And Rosie to say, well, that's correct. <laughs> well, the problem is, uh, Rosie, that that's not correct. I challenge anybody that says they're not there anymore. Why don't you go to Germany? Why don't you go to Auschwitz and tell me that the ovens aren't there? Yeah, the showers. Why don't you make sure to go and and take a tour and say that they're not there anymore? Well, they're not being used anymore. I believe they also crucified some of them. Let me ask you this. And I don't mean this in a... I'm not trying to, to... grandstand or I'm not trying to I mean he's I mean those facts he's about to use I mean these facts I'm not I'm not about to I'm not grandstanding I'm not I'm not here to play gotcha okay this is I have a legitimate question if if let's say you are uh, one of these uh, women that goes to a battered women's shelter okay you're a you're a woman you've been you're you're in a, a situation where you've just been beaten all right, and it happens all the time. And uh, I've I've uh, given uh, plenty of money and done charity uh, functions for battered women. It's a it's a it's a horrible thing. All right, so they get away from a guy that that just beats the the living crap out of them. Now, some of them do go back, and I've made it quite clear on this program before that if you're a woman and you're beaten up by your husband or boyfriend or whatever, and you go back. You're like Rihanna or whatever, and you go back to the person that beats you. Well, then you deserve it. But if you try to escape and if you get away, you don't ever want to go back. You don't want to go back. Be even, even if the guy isn't there anymore. You know, a lot of these women that get beaten in their own homes by these guys, and then the guy is out of their life. They go, they, they go to jail. The woman doesn't even want to be in that house anymore because it reminds them of the horror that went on. So if you're, uh, if you're a Jew, and you got out of Germany, or you're the you're the relative, uh, you're somebody related to somebody that was in a concentration camp or got away. Even do you really want to go back? Do you want to go back to that? Do you want to go there? And Germany, listen, I understand Germany is it's not what it was in 1940. Okay, they're not marching people into death camps. I get that, but. Do you really want to go back there? You have a place right now that you're living in. If you're living in Jerusalem, now believe me, I would never live in Israel, okay? I just wouldn't. It's, it's toward the bottom of my list of places that I would live. Including like downtown Phoenix. Well, it, well actually, including Detroit. <laughs> Uh, Cleveland, I would, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of places that I would, I would not, probably most of Canada nowadays. Uh, my opinion wasn't like that before, but somehow that, that, uh, that all changed, I don't know, about a year ago. But regardless, the point is, uh, those people want to live there. 
and it's their home. It's been officially designated as their home by the by even the United Nations. The English designated that theirs. And again, as I said, historically speaking, it's always been their land. The Palestinians, on the other hand, they've always been a nomadic people. They have wandered around. And while we're talking about getting kicked out of someplace, the Palestinians were kicked out of Jordan. They were kicked out of Egypt. They were kicked out of Lebanon. They've been kicked out of everywhere. Again, nomadic people. But see, they want the Jews' land and the Jews... See, it's, it's one of those games. So which of these doesn't belong? Which of these is not like the other? The, it, it, it's sort it, of like... Um, it, the Iraqis, it, the Iranians, the Saudis, or the Jews. Which one of these is not like the other? It, it's sort of like um, that psychological thing. Like, like there's this five-year-old kid and he's playing in the sandbox. Somebody comes along and he takes his ball. All of a sudden, the kid wants the ball. That goes on all the time. Kids do that all the time. It's like, what's the most popular toy among kids? Well, it's the toy that some suddenly somebody else finds and wants to play with. So anyway, that's the whole Israeli-Palestinian thing. When you try to talk about it with people that are uninformed or that just don't know their history yeah, um, I- or, or with anti-Semitics, you're never going to get anywhere. And I'm not saying that just because you think that Israel should, should leave it means you're an anti-Semite. I'm not saying that. However, just it just seems, seems that that's the case. Uh, I actually, I actually just had a chat with somebody like that. I told you that, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, I, I whenever you're talking about them like that, uh, are they really that stubborn? Let me tell you, this guy, he was... He, he never he never brought up a single fact. He just kept on saying "f Israel." Yeah, that's it. Well, that's that's the thing. It's well, they just shouldn't be there. Why? Well, because it's not really their land. Okay. Well, what about the United Nations giving it to them? Well, they shouldn't have. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that shouldn't have happened. Okay. I mean, if we're gonna go over, like, if we're gonna start a list of the things that shouldn't have happened. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I uh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't not have a uh, million dollars in my bank account either. You know, there's a lot of things that shouldn't be. I shouldn't be legally blind, but, you know, I am. You know, I... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I I mean, gosh darn it. I, mean, I shouldn't be single, but I... There's a lot of things <laughs> that shouldn't be. If we're going to sit here and, and, and go through what shouldn't be, or if we're going to go through the hypotheticals, well, that's the problem is we're... As I, I do on this show. I shouldn't have a high school full of jackasses. Yeah. I shouldn't be here right now. I should I should be living in the lap of luxury someplace doing a podcast on a on a on a on an iPhone in a in a $200,000 case studded with diamonds. I should be rolling out with bling. I shouldn't I should be I should have one of those girls still with me right now. Yeah, I should be Albert Pujols. And after, I, after I'm after i done with the game, after I go uh, three for five and drive in six runs, um, you know, I should, have, uh, I should have my choice of five chicks in the clubhouse afterwards. But, you know, that's not how life works. It's not about what should and shouldn't be. It's about what is. It's the problem. Well, the United Nations, they should. Well, okay. Go talk to them then.
Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> leave, leave us, I mean, us lowbrow people, us knuckle-dragon people who bring up facts and whatnot. Yeah, I hate... I mean, I mean I what's hate, wrong with us? I hate interjecting the facts and pissing on someone's Cheerios, but... <laughs> well, the facts, they, they always... It's weird how the truth always finds a way to sort of cleanse an argument and sort of bring a, a sort of, I don't know truthful discussion to an argument. It's I weird mean, how that works. I mean, what's wrong with me, Mike? Bringing up, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I should be sent to jail. I mean, I brought up facts in an argument like that. So, then I have this for you. And again, something else that's been on my desk. I'm just going through, I'm cleaning out a bunch of stuff. And I know, I still have to get to Alvin Green. I might just, I might just hold it off till next week. <laughs> Or I might just do a special Saturday podcast. You know, I've done it before. I did one on Christmas Day, for God's sake. All right. All right. So here, there's a study out now. And the question that I've always posed and the question that's been asked time and time again is who's really better informed about the policy choices facing the country? Liberals, conservatives, libertarians? Who is it? Well, according to a Zogby International study, which is in the May issue of the of the Econ Journal Watch. In the uh, this has appeared in the Wall Street Journal. This is about um, just basic Econ 101. Well, liberals are the ones that seem to fail the economic test time and time again. But gee, what have yeah. I been saying forever? This, according to researcher uh, Zelchka Buterovich who said that uh, he, he surveyed 4,835 respondents, all American adults, answering eight simple questions about basic economics. They also asked the respondents about their political leanings, progressive, and they broke it down like this. Progressive, very progressive, liberal, moderate, conservative, very conservative, and libertarian. <laughs> rather than focusing on rather respondents answered a question correctly, uh, they instead looked at whether they answered incorrectly. A response was counted as incorrect only if it was flatly uh, unenlightened. And so in other words, if somebody wasn't sure about an answer, it was not counted as a wrong answer. So, so here are the questions. These are all the questions, and you can, right. you can. Actually, you should quiz me, Mike. Let's see if I really okay. can get five out of eight. Okay. So uh, you can basically, to this, you can strongly agree, agree, disagree, or strongly disagree, or you can say you're not sure. All, all right. right. Now, Hopefully, I won't make a jackass out of myself, but let's see. Now. I don't know. Well, okay, I won't even throw this caveat in there. I'll just ask you this. Okay, here we go. All right. Restrictions on housing development make housing less affordable. Uh, okay, so again, you're asked if you strongly agree, somewhat agree, somewhat disagree, or strongly disagree. The question again, restrictions on housing, on housing development, make housing less affordable. Less affordable. So that, uh, let's see, restrictions make it more expensive. Is that what it's saying? Yes, so basically what they're asking is... I'd have to go with um, either agree or strongly agree. So you're saying... Okay, so so yes, so what you're saying is is restrictions on housing, on housing development, make housing less affordable. 
Okay, let's see. Supply versus... Uh, yeah, since one of the basic rules is supply and demand, if you restrict housing development and the supply stays... Uh, sorry, the demand stays constant versus supply, you know, getting lesser than... Yeah, so basic supply and demand. So, yeah, I'd probably strongly agree with that. You're absolutely right. Why, thank you. What happens is, is you, you summed it up completely accurate. I really don't even need to add anything. What happens if you restrict something, if you make, if you make something in shorter supply by adding unnecessary restrictions on it, it therefore becomes less affordable. You nailed it. One point for me. You nailed it perfectly. Okay, here's another. Mandatory, mandatory licensing of professional services increases the price of those services. Um... Let's see. Once again, sort of using supply and demand again, um, I would have to say yes. If you have to, for example, if you have to attend a few extra years of college, the thing you're doing, so I wouldn't say strongly agree because that might not be the case, but I would probably say agree at least. All right. So you're going to lock in with agree. Yeah. Well, once again, you are correct. Ding. Mandatory licensing of professional services increases the prices of those services. The more hoops you have to jump through, the more it makes something expensive. In other words, the, if, if you have somebody that has to go through a special class just to operate a French fryer, and I'm using the most simple example I could possibly think of, well, it's going to make that process more expensive because then they have to put you through training to do it and then they have to pay for that training and the end result is you have $10 french fries. All right. It's kind of a bad example, but regardless. All right, now, here we go. Here's another question. Overall, the standard of living is higher today than it was 30 years ago. Overall, the Overall. standard of living is higher today than it was 30 years ago. Okay, geez. Well, there's a lot of factors to consider because, uh, like inflation, for example, the there's the raising of the poverty level, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's a lot of things to consider there. Technology development. I'm sort of bouncing back and forth between disagree and agree. Because, you can always, uh, because you can always when you say, think about it, you can always say because, not sure. If you're if you're genuinely not sure, you can just say you're not sure. All right. Well, give me a minute because. There's a lot of factors to consider because, like, even, like, homeless people now are living a little bit better, if you think about it, and, like, minimum wage and stuff. Um, Jesus. Um, I think, I think I'll lock in with disagree. Is that your final answer? <laughs> uh, ah, ah, jeez. Uh, I'll, I'll lock in with C, disagree, final answer. All right. Well, that's incorrect. And the reason that it's incorrect is because you were actually on the right track. You talked yourself out of the right answer. I mean, homeless people today are better off than they were 30 years ago. Everybody is overall... Now, obviously right now, if you look at, yes, the economy is down a bit. But even though it's down now, unemployment in 2010, even though it's way up, is still... Lower today than it was on this date in 1980. Ah. And right, well, if you look, yeah, so, so, and, and of course, think about it. You were, again, on the right track. Technology is much better today. So I get partial credit. Half sure. A <laughs> um, you know, I mean, but 
So, okay, so there you go. All right, now, uh, here's another question. Rent control leads to housing shortages. Yeah. Uh, repeat the question, Mike. Rent control leads to housing shortages. Uh, okay, now this, this may seem like a stupid question, but define rent control for me. Well, um, rent control um, is when... What happens is somebody comes along and they, they designate a bunch of houses and they say, okay, this area, what, what needs to happen is, is that uh, the, the rent, the amount of money that you pay for rent in these apartments here can only go up so high. Because okay, so there's a ceiling. So yeah, there's a ceiling in, in, and it's, it's in certain areas. Again, it's not, it's not across the board. It's not an entire city, but in certain areas. In certain areas, rent control leads to housing shortages. Okay, lead, uh, rent control leads to housing shortages. Um, well, this one I, I know pretty easily because you discussed this, the same thing with the oil thing. When If the government restricts the oil, um, they'll, they'll charge just enough to hit that ceiling, then they'll overcharge to you know compensate for it for the extra charges they do, so... Um, I think I'll have to go with strongly agree, A, strongly agree, final answer. You're absolutely right. Well, See, yeah. if, if, you, if you restrict something, this goes back to the same question again. Once you restrict something, once you say, all right, this area we're going to designate as rent control and you can only charge so much. Well, if I own an apartment building there, that kind of sucks for me, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I know you're going to, a lot of people are going to say, well, I mean, come on, Mike, these are people, they're, they're either unemployed or they're disabled. Well, okay, but these are people that then what should if you want to if you want to go there then how about having the government shell out the bucks for it then? The government's the government is the one that's putting the restrictions, so why doesn't the government pay for the housing? All right so, then. So, so 3 yeah. and a half out of 4. So there you go. Okay. All right. Here's another question for you. All right. A company with the largest market share is a monopoly. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Monopoly means um, the biggest, basically, uh, oh, wait. Now, actually, uh, uh, here's, here's how the question's worded. Here it is. Uh, a company with the largest market share is a monopoly. Okay, well, I know a monopoly is defined as controlling basically everything. So basically, if a small business comes into town, you can open up, basically what you can do is open up a... Um, store there and charge insanely low prices so everybody goes there. Right. Take that other store out of business and then you can bring the charges back up and compensate for what you lost. Okay, then somebody uh, else can come along and do it, whatever. But yeah. so, so, okay, the, so, so, the, so the question is, or the, the statement is, a company with the largest market share is a monopoly. Okay, well, I don't want to say strongly agree because that's not 100% true. Um, but I don't want to say disagree because it also is true, but I don't want to go with not sure because, uh, B, agree, final answer. Mm. No, and, and here's ah. why. Now, just because a company has the largest market share doesn't mean they're a monopoly. You could yeah. have 51% control. Company A could have 51% control and company B could have 49% control. Company A is not a monopoly. Ah. Company A just has the largest market share. They don't 
See, the thing is, is, you know, people look at, for example, they'll say, well, Microsoft, it's a monopoly. Well, no, it's not. You, you can go and buy Apple. You can get Linux. You can, there's, Microsoft ain't the only game in town. You can also buy a Sony computer. Yeah, I mean, it's right. the biggest game in town, but it ain't the only game in town. You got Steve Jobs, who's running up there with his, with his iPhones. Yeah. So right, then, that, that one I got wrong, though. So you, again, it's one of those weird, it, it's kind of weird. You, you explain yourself sort of toward the right answer, and then you, you, get, yeah. you kind of hedge yourself toward the middle. Yeah, I thought I tricked myself a lot like that. And again, if you're not sure, you can always say you're not sure. I, I know, but I, I like to get there's, defended. There's, there's, no, there's no shame in saying I don't know. All right. All right, here we go. Third so world, three and a half out of five so, so far. So third world workers working for American companies overseas are being exploited. Again, third world workers working for American companies overseas are being exploited. Okay, well, this one is pretty easy because a lot of American companies, like Nike, for example, they don't have a single, and I, I mean even one American company. They don't a single factory in America. They don't own one. So, not anymore. No. Yeah, not anymore. So I mean, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, define exploited for me, real quick. Well, if somebody is being exploited, I guess I guess we'd have to go to the dictionary uh, definition of exploited. I mean, but it is to. Well, I'll give you I'm going to give you the dictionary definition because I think it's just it's easier that way. So I don't I don't lead you either into the wrong answer or making a um uh, Hang on. I I can just uh, okay. Um to make productive use of to make uh use of meaningly or unfair for one's own gain or advantage. That's the Merriam-Webster online dictionary definition. Yeah, I just I just pulled that up here. If the internet weren't so the internet's weren't so damn slow. <laughs> well, I have Google Chrome, so there you go. <laughs> I'm kicking your ass. All right, so um, either agree or strongly agree. That's what I would have to say. Uh, I think I'll go with A, strongly agree. Can can I pull back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. All right, uh, sure. I, well, the, the thing is, I, I just realized something. If if somebody in India can define a decent wage as making three twelve American an hour. If they can define that as a decent wage, then technically they're not being exploited. They're give, they're being given job opportunities. Yeah, I think I'll lock in with not sure. Okay. Well, the unenlightened answer, the wrong answer, would be to say that you agree, and the, here's so so you should disagree with the statement because they're not being exploited, and you sort of again explained it. What happens is, is that these companies are providing jobs now. The people that are sort of getting screwed are Americans. Americans are getting screwed because, well, we sort of screw ourselves because we say, hey, we want to get paid $30 an hour so that we can answer calls in a call center. And then, so, so once again, I get partial credit. Yeah. I knew all the information. I just didn't select the right answer. Yeah. So what happens is, is then the company goes, well, we don't want to pay thirty dollars an hour to people to run a call center. We're just going to do it over in India, and we're going to pay them. We're going to pay them two dollars an hour, which is like a lot of money to them. 
but it's way low for us. Now, I, I, listen, I don't like jobs being sent overseas, but I'm not saying that they're exploiting them. Now, of course, we all know that there are sweatshops. We all know that there are terrible working environments that go on in certain places. So certain people are being exploited, but there's laws supposedly against that and that should be enforced and that sometimes are. Uh, but it just depends. So, 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 so far I got four out of six, right? There you go. Getting partial credit on two. All right. Free trade leads to unemployment. Oh, God. Uh, refresh my memory on free trade again. Free trade uh, I know. is guy A in, you know, or somebody in country A has a good or service. Somebody right. in country B has a good or service. They exchange said good or service with each other. Countries exchange goods and services with one another. All right. Uh, repeat the question. Free trade leads to unemployment. There's a there's a lot of factors to consider there. Um, there are job yeah, the job opportunities for either country. If the service is, if you can even make the good in that country, for example, there's like certain fruits and vegetables well, you can again, only this, grow in certain environments. This is also sort of hypothetical. I, I, there are. That one, I, I, I have no idea on that one. I, I got to lock on with not sure again. Okay. Well, here's the thing. So free trade now, we all know that NAFTA sucks. That's the North American Free Trade Agreement. We all know that that sucks. That's been a disaster. But that's not true free trade either. And let's understand that, you know, it hasn't necessarily led to unemployment. But the problem is the balance is way off. So in, in the case of Mexico, they're, they're getting jobs out of it. We're getting screwed. But in theory, free trade works because you've got free trade. You've got country A exchanging with country B or country A and B exchanging with C. You've got goods and services flowing back and forth. It actually helps create jobs because there is a free flowing. And I'm, I'm, ba I'm explaining it as most basic uh, premise. Yeah. But free trade encourages production. It encourages businesses to set up shop in each other's countries or around. So it, it helps open up communications. It helps lower the barriers between countries. Therefore, it's a good idea in theory. Now, in practice, because nothing ever works perfectly, but in practice, it's not always great. But free yeah, trade... So the, the correct answer there is to say... Agree. Right? Is to say disagree. Free, oh, trade, really? free trade leads to unemployment. Disagree. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Why did I get across there? Minimum wage laws raise unemployment. Uh, okay. Um, what's the, the final question? Well, actually, yes. All right. So, so okay. So this to save myself. This is the... So far, I got four out of seven. So, okay, repeat the question. Minimum wage laws raise unemployment. Okay, now, I've watched, I watched the um, 30 Days episode Minimum Wage, and they talked about this. Um, you had um, Ted Kennedy who said raising the minimum wage um, uh, brings children out of poverty, gives people money, et cetera, et cetera. And the people who argue that, um, that it, say it would cripple businesses and it would um, lose job opportunities. They say the way to create job opportunities is to lower taxes, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. 
So, so once again, I have all the information. It's just a matter of what do I answer. All right. Okay, so I know... I know minimum raising the minimum wage to an extreme is okay. So how? So what are we talking about? Minimum wage laws, so like just in general. In general, and I mean, it, you could even you could even look at how they've been practically applied recently, if you want. I will go with uh, agree. Crossing my fingers here. You are correct. Woo! Minimum wage laws. Minimum wage laws do raise unemployment because, well, as we've seen, if you take a cut now, now of course, minimum wage laws in theory are fine, okay? Because you set a yeah. standard. Yeah, a standard of living for, for, for companies to have to pay. But here's what happens: minimum wage laws get raised, minimum wages get raised, and they continue to be raised. So what, what so then here's what happens. So McDonald's instead of having to pay 575 an hour or instead pay- of or instead of having an incentive to raise their own wages, they're now being forced to pay an increased wage, which what happens is then they so have instead to instead of paying four greasy ass teenagers 515 an hour, they they instead pay 3 715 an hour and overwork them. Right, and and of course they're not just going to eat the increased cost. They're either going to have to let somebody go or they're going to have to pass that cost along to the consumer because they're not just going to take that cost and eat it. That's not what a business... Businesses don't go, well, the government tells me I have to raise the minimum wage. You know, I'm cool with that. I'll just... I'm not going to raise the price of a hamburger here. No. It co- they, they have to do something. They have to make the math work. So they do. And what inevitably happens is cutbacks. Cutbacks are Layoffs. made. Yep. Pink slips. So there you go. Now, wow. Now, so I want to. What I want to do is how. So you want to know maybe how the six ideological groups that I listed at the beginning of this again. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I, I I had for information for seven out of the eight question because sure. I'll be honest, I had no idea for the free trade question, and uh, I got credit for five out of eight. Sure. So. so what you had is you had you had all the different groups that I mentioned, people that identify themselves as either progressive, very liberal, progressive slash very liberal, liberal, moderate, conservative, very conservative, and libertarian. Okay? All right. So. What is my rank, Mark? So who did the best? Well, here you go. Best to worst, with an average number of incorrect responses from zero to eight. Very conservative, 1.30 incorrect answers. Libertarian, 1.38. Conservative, 1.67. Moderate, 3.67. Liberal, 4.69. Progressive slash very liberal, 5.26 incorrect answers on average. The more liberal you were, the more likely it was that you were going to miss questions. So I'm a moderate? Yeah, but I mean, what we should understand is this was given to adults. You're not even an adult. You haven't even gone through all of the economics classes in high school, and you did better than... Yeah, I'm already getting a passing grade, and I haven't even taken civics yet. Yeah, more than half the respondents, you, you did better than. Wow. With 
I, I, you know what, I'm gonna dislocate my soldier, ah, bleh, shoulder for a second and pat myself on the back. There you go. Americans in the first three categories do reasonably well, but the left has trouble, this is again according to the results, but the left has trouble squaring economic thinking with their political psychology, morals, and aesthetics. To be sure, none of the eight questions specifically challenges the political sensitivities of conservatives and libertarians. Still, not all of the eight questions are tied directly to left-wing concerns about inequality and, uh, and redistribution. In particular, the question about mandatory licensing, the standard of living, the definition of monopoly, and free trade do not specifically challenge leftist sensibilities. So in other words... The question about if if the largest corporate or if the, the, the company with the largest share in a market yeah. is a monopoly, liberals still got that wrong. And the reason they got that wrong is because they, they just think, oh, it's the biggest company, so it's got to be a monopoly. See, <laughs> the, 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 the statement was a company with the largest market share is a monopoly. If the question had read... A single company controlling the market is a monopoly. Well, then, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Or well, a like single, I said, a I had single information for seven. Sorry. Yeah, a single entity with a hundred percent of the market is a monopoly. Yeah, that would be correct. Remember uh, the old uh, Bell. You know, uh, Bell used to be the, the the telephone company. That was it. It was broken up in nineteen whatever seventy nine or eighty. And it became all the small telephone companies. It was ruled a monopoly. Because it was. There wasn't any competition. It's just like in, in many areas, I, I've always said that it, there, are, there are some areas where cable companies are monopolies. Not because other cable companies can't come along, but because they just can't afford to. And that the, what, ha- what happened was is that the cable companies claimed the cable, the fiber for their company. They said, it's our fiber. And then the government eventually had to come in and say, well, actually, that fiber can be used by other companies too. They have to pay you for the use of it, but it doesn't just inherently belong to you because then you have a monopoly. Anyway, yet on every question, the left did much worse. On the monopoly question, for example, the portion of progressive and very liberal people answering incorrectly was 31% which was more wow. than twice of cons- of what conservatives and more than four times of what libertarians put. Only 7% of libertarians got that question wrong. On the question wow. about living standards, the portion of progressive slash very liberal answering incorrectly was 61%. That was more than four times conservatives and more than three times libertarians at 21%. The survey also asked about party affiliation, those responding Democrat, Averaged 4.59 incorrect answers. Republicans averaged 1.61. Lib- libertarian answered 1.26. Incorrect. Adam Smith wow. described the political economy as, quote, a branch of the science of a uh, statesman or legislator. Government power joined with wrongheadedness is something terrible. But all too common, realizing that many of our leaders and their consultants are economically unenlightened, uh, unenlightened sheds light on the trouble that surrounds us. So the, the point in this is, is that the left just don't know what they're talking about when it comes to these uh, 
these here fandangled economic issues. <laughs> Something we've said for a long time. Yeah, I, I, I'm just going to give myself an old pat on the back. You should! Uh, I, I'm I can't wait to take... Uh, to be honest, if I'm this good without economics class, I can't wait till I actually take it. Well, let's just hope you don't get a, an instructor, though, that comes in there and goes, Okay, I just want you to know that Clear Channel is a monopoly on the radio. They have all the stations, all of them. Yeah, well, what about CBS radio? And what about... Uh, uh, what about... Uh, you know, uh, Jefferson uh, Pilot Broadcaster. What about, um, uh, you know, what about all these other companies? What about... Yeah. <laughs> so, so if he said what about Sandusky? doesn't work, I should um, ring a few, alarm a few alarm bells. Yeah, I mean, if somebody comes in there and goes, all right, uh, Microsoft is a monopoly. Bill Gates is evil. And, and, and I just can't take it. And... Coca-Cola is a monopoly. Yeah, what about Pepsi or RC? No, no. Coke is everywhere. They're just horrible. Monopolies are just big evil companies. All they are is just evil. And every company that makes a profit is evil. So hopefully you don't get somebody like that. Yeah, so... All right, I'll, I'll keep my eye up for that. I'll, yeah. I'll keep an eye out for heavy breathing <laughs> and, uh, and, and and an NPR podcast and... um. And uh, Bill, in saying Bill Gates yes. is evil. Yes, you're going to have to keep your eye out for that because that's it's extremely. I, I actually think I have a teacher like that. He's <laughs> a... <laughs> uh, I, I mentioned I wouldn't mind having an iPad because it's a good luxury item. Oh, and God. he said, and, and and he said this is the exact quote: "You just like having your mind controlled by Apple, don't you?" Well, there you go. I, I'm not a big Apple fan myself. I'm not a huge Apple guy. But, you know, I, I understand why someone wants an iPhone. It is neat. I understand why people want iPods and iPads. They're, they're all right. They're cool. I mean, it's just, it's not really my thing. But, I mean, I, I would actually, I wouldn't mind having an iPod, actually. I just never shelled out the bucks for it. Now I'm sort of like, I'll be sure eh. to donate mine, Mike. Well, does it work? Well, yeah, it's um eighty gigabyte iPod. I I I might um, buy something else this Christmas, you know. Well, give it an go. old update. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, Merry Christmas. I'm giving you a used iPod. Well, it's better than better than a used iPad, if you know what I mean. That would be kinda gross. Giggity. <laughs> Giggity. All right. Quick break, come back and then we'll uh I don't even get to half of this stuff over here, over here but I, I, like I said, if I don't, it's a 17-hour podcast. It's already... Mike at KMGX.com is the email address and the lovely PayPal address. Send some money. And hey. if you still happen to donate $20, I will uh, give you a nice drawing of your request. Michael Groff Show, uh, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-R-O-F-F Show with the A-I-M screen name. Uh, yeah. I just did the whole thing for you. And don't forget, everything else Michael Groff related is at the one, the only Michael Groff dot com. All right, more coming up. And we'll, oh, yeah, I got to look at the pop chart. James has got uh, some expensive crap, most expensive, expensive cell phones. Cell phones yeah. I wonder if an iPhone that got touched by George Lucas is up there. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, 
He, he just touched it. He he just no he he not only did he do that but he also grazed his hair with it. Yes, there's a chance it could have it could have briefly touched George Lucas's hair, which is connected to his head, connected to his neck, shoulder. I mean, really, by proxy of proxy of proxy, you could have very well touched his genitals. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Oh God. <laughs> segment Michael Groff in exile on a Friday which is coming dangerously close to Saturday it's Mike at KMGX.com the email address is Mike at KMGX.com also our PayPal address you want to drop me a comment suggestion question anything of the sort Mike at KMGX.com AOL instant messenger Michael Groff show the screen name and of course MichaelGroff.com for everything else Michael Groff related chat section all that stuff one of these years, maybe if I really got inspired or got paid a lot of money, I'll roll out the upgraded version of the site that I had started working on years ago. That was years and many, at least a couple of girlfriends ago. So, you know, there's... Yeah. It was. It was a while ago. At least one presidential administration ago. Okay. <laughs> So, James brought up something in the break, by the way, co-hosting on the show tonight. Just because, you know, it's been like two hours, so I just figured I'd remind you. Yeah. Um, I just want to mention that uh, we, were, we were talking... Uh, <clears throat> in be- All right, don't hit that button. We were talking in between segments, and um, <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. And uh, he mentioned to me um, something about... How I'd like to punch the New York board members. Yeah, these guys on the on the board over there in in New York that voted twenty nine to one to allow a mosque to be built near five hundred feet away or six hundred feet away from Ground Zero, where the World Trade Center once proudly stood and then was knocked down by extreme peace by the religion of peace, the same religion extreme whose mosque peace. is now being built there. And I got an interesting message from somebody who listened to the show, and they they basically they rip they sort of ripped me and said, as someone that stands up uh, for the rights of the people and the will of the people in democracy, Mike, I was shocked that you would that you would uh, criticize the right of the individuals uh, to build a mosque freely and to practice their religion freely. After all, it is their constitutional right. Blah blah. You, you know what? No, I, no. Here, no, no, here. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me just, let me just say for the record, I never it said is they their right. I never said they couldn't build the mosque. 
I never said it was against the Constitution. As yeah, a matter yeah, of fact, your exact quote, it, it is your right. It's also the people's right to be outraged. Yes. That was your exact quote. I was very specific in saying that, look, it's it's perfectly within the boundaries of the Constitution. As a matter of fact, it is their constitutional right to do so. I'm just saying I vomit all over the idea of a mosque being 600 feet away from ground zero. That's my point in all of this. Yes, fine, I respect the Constitution of the United States, and I'm not saying that it can't be built there. I'm saying I would have voted against it, which is, again, within, of course, the construct of the democracy that we live in. It's got to be approved. That's part of the law. That's part of the legal ease in, in doing it. But guess what? Uh, my side lost. My side is don't build it there. It's a bad idea. I don't like it. It makes me sick. Others say, well, you know, look, um, Mike, you know, they, it's it's not like they're going to build it there and then, um, and then all hell's going to break loose. Well, fine. Somebody else wrote that at least that area will never be attacked again as long as there's a mosque there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh. a... That's an interesting point. Uh, that's uh, that's an and I'll just say the word interesting. Uh, that's a great theory, but uh, I would not leave it past uh, some of the animals, the extremist animals, that our own attorney general won't even identify radical Islam as one of our potential targets. Of course, then again, we have our homeland security department that talks about terrorism, but doesn't use the word terrorists. They don't say terrorists or terrorism. They just say threats to the security of the country. They don't identify who's part of the threats. They don't identify, they don't even use the word terrorism because I guess that's a bad word now. I guess the Bush administration ruined it or something, even though it was legitimate, even though, and, they, and I know everybody is still patting themselves on the back. I know the talking point is let's still dislocate our shoulders to pat ourselves on the back because we caught that guy that had the truck and he was the van, he was going to blow up uh the, uh, the van in New York City there, right by Times Square. Let's pat ourselves on the back because we caught him. No. You he, did not catch him. The he, bomb failed. The bomb failed. The guy was an idiot. The guy did not know about explosives. He didn't know about uh, uh, how, to, how to ignite, and he didn't know about accelerants. He didn't know how to make a bomb properly. He just figured, well, I'll just fill it up a whole bunch of explosives, and then I'll, I'll just you know try and light it and run away. Yeah, it didn't work. You're lucky it didn't work. Had it worked... Had it worked, we'd be talking about a completely different scenario right now. We'd not only be talking about the oil spill in the Gulf, you can bet Obama's approval numbers would be 25%, and Jenna Napolitano and, and Eric Holder, uh, they, they'd have their, their genitals tucked right between their legs, both of them, because they both share the same you know, types of genitals. Uh, they would have okay. them tucked between their legs right now. And they would, be, they would be running from the American people. There would be such outrage. Well, there you go. There's another terrorist attack in this country. And they'd probably have to use the word terrorist or they'd probably have to identify that it was an extremist that did it. But no, we can't do that. It could be we anybody. We got to be as PC as possible. It could have been any. It, we could be facing threats from anybody. Mormons, Christians. Oh, wait, no. All of them were part of the Wahhabi sect. And I, I do want to make it clear because people think, oh, you're just, you're excoriating Islam. No, I'm excoriating the radical sect of Islam known as Wahhabism. I am, and by the way, if you do listen to the show, I also go after the Sharia law, which does control a lot of Islam. 
But I go after that for a different reason because that's not only that that's just subjugation of women. It's terrorism of a different sort. But not to get too far off point. You guys got lucky. The guy's bomb didn't blow up. That doesn't mean you did anything right. He did it wrong. It's just like how a team sometimes, like I was watching the game the, the, the other night, and I hate to say this Celtics fans, but really the Celtics didn't win the game the other night. The Lakers lost the game. Lakers had that game in hand until the fourth quarter. And yeah, you can say, well, the Lakers played, the, 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 the Celtics played well, but no, 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 the Lakers played poorly. They lost the game. The other night, I was watching the it, Diamondbacks game. Like, um, I was no. watching the Diamondbacks game the other night, and and the Braves had a one to nothing lead in the bottom of the eighth, and then uh, a routine fly ball hit to right center field. The right fielder and the uh, the right fielder Jason Hayward and the center fielder Nate McClough, uh collided. Neither of uh-huh. them got the ball, and there was an inside the park home run as a result, and the Diamondbacks wound up winning the game because of that. Is that is that the Diamondbacks played a great game? No, it's a guy made a mistake and it cost his team the game. Two guys made a mistake and it cost their team the game. In this case, this guy made a mistake, and luckily, luckily, you caught him. Good. I mean, I'm glad they believe me. I'm glad that he's arrested. I'm glad that whatever we're doing, we're probably Mirandizing him and giving him more rights than anybody else that's in our jails, but. At least the guy is behind bars for now. So I'll give the limited props for that, but let's not get crazy here. It's unbelievable. So I'm glad you brought that up. I I had to get fired up about something else today. <laughs> but I did. I wanted to address because that on the air. Brain, because your brain and body just aren't stressed out. Enough. Well, I mean, yes, that's, that's pretty much the bottom line here. And if, as if that's not enough, Oh, boy. Oh, God. As if there's not enough for me to stress out about and as if there's not enough for me to vomit on like a, a mosque 600 feet from ground zero, then Get we have bag, folks. this. <laughs> All right. Oh, you know what time of the week it is. Yeah. It's time for us to take a look at the top 10 songs in the world of pop music. These are the 10 most played songs on radio stations across the country, according to their own airplay data on the top 40 radio stations, the stations that identify themselves as top 40 across the United States. So the biggest songs, and I, I was noting earlier off the air that well, the Black Eyed Peas aren't in there with another song yet. They have another song that's rising up the chart very quickly. Oh, that just God. depresses me. It does. It really, it makes me sad, but not nearly yeah, as sad. Yeah, you know what's terrible? Hmm. It, um, for, for one of the songs in like um, the slideshow we played during graduation, it yeah. was The Climb by Miley Cyrus. Oh, my goodness. I, I, just, I just took out my, you know, like index finger and thumb and I pretended to shoot the speakers. Well, you know, that could be that in schools today in the PR nightmare, the PC nightmare that is uh, the school system today, you probably don't want to do that. It was just my end of finger. I'm just telling you, it's probably not a good idea. Number 10 on the chart this week. It's Travi McCoy featuring 
Bruno. Who cares? It, it's it's just a terrible song, and it's called Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire, yeah. so freaking bad. Buy all of the things I never had. We have a radio edit, by the way. If you're I wanna be on the cover of Forbes magazine. Smiling next Are to you sure this isn't just some guy's queen. diary rant? This kind of sounds like. It sounds like a really wussy version of a sublime tune. I see my name in shiny lights. Santa, it sounds like Santeria. Like a, a wussy version of Santeria. Oh, I, I swear the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. Yeah, I would have a show like uh, Oprah. I would be the whole oh, God. Pumping you full of lead. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck your ass now, yo, dead. Uh. Okay. Yeah, no. Wow. No. I know that's, isn't that something? It sounded like some guy complaining on his blog. I want to be a billionaire. I want to buy stuff I can't afford right now. Number nine, it's Train. Hey, soul sister. It's sort of my refuge on the pop chart, this tune. Every once in a while, you know, a good song by a real band comes along and is actually on the chart, and it's it's okay, and everybody's yeah. happy. Yeah, I don't mind that song. Yeah. It, it, it's okay. It's uplifting. And then, yeah. well, that's also the song that he sang to his uh, his new wife that he's got there, a new girlfriend or whatever. Right? He's getting married or is married now. Pat Monahan. <laughs> so, you know, it's it, a, a chick that's so good, that's your soul sister, man. Anyway, number eight, it's Bulletproof by LaRue. I know it's shooting off the chart quickly. It was number 10 last week. Now it's number eight. This is the song that's set to like Mega Man music. Uh, it's all it's very it's very weird this tune i don't even know what to make of it exactly but at least it's not you oh luckily we do have plenty of you oh coming up at uh, number seven oh boy. it's uh yeah i know trust me 
It's uh, nothing Get the, on. Uh, sound it's B O B. This is nothing on you. Beautiful girls all over the world. I could be chasing, but my time would be wasted. They got nothing on you, baby. Yeah. Nothing on you. Not, not, baby. Not, not, nothing on you, babe. Not, nothing on you. I know you feel where I'm coming from. Regardless of the things in my past that I've done. Yeah, that's horrible. Number six. I, I'm it, noticing a pattern with these pop songs, actually. Like, the first 10 to 30 seconds will be really good. They play real instruments. They they, they don't modify the voice. But then, but then they put in the stutters, and they put in the roboticized music. And, and I, by the way, that, that assessment is pretty much accurate. Number six, it's Katy Perry. This is California Girls. West Coast represent. You know you're white, right? By the way, girls is spelled G-U-R-L. G-U-R-L-S in this. Just want to point that out. You know, since you're looking for it right now, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's going to be hit. But nothing could be more hip than this. Number five. And this artist at number five, a little background for you. Um, recently at a Mets game, while wearing the typical uh, adornments that this artist likes to have, uh, including the beekeeper's helmet or whatever the hell it is that she's got in her head. Like, I, I don't I don't really understand what it is that she wears. His head. His head, whatever. The the person. Uh, she's at a Mets game. She flipped off the some it. people. And uh, then, I don't know, she's she's just, she's all, the part of the culture. You just can't get away from her. It's Lady Gaga, number five, with Alejandro. Don't call my name, don't call my name, Alejandro. Ow. I want you, Get into it. I, I really do. I physically get a headache every time I hear Lady Gaga right now. <laughs> I'm still not into this song. I'm sorry. It's just... Tell me you don't have any more. Otherwise, I'll have a migraine. Yeah, it, it's... I wonder if uh, she has another song making its way up the chart. I don't see one, but you never know. How many oh. songs has she released off this one album? Like... 15. I think every song is. I'm waiting for the alternative to poker face. Poker arm or. Remember, she's bluffing with her muffin. Well, she is. She's definitely. Oh, muffin pop. <laughs> All right. Number four, because you just couldn't get enough of them. It's B O B. Airplanes. I can really use a wish right now. Wish right now. Wish right now. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like 
shooting stars I could really use a wish right now Wish right now Wish right now Yeah, let's pretend like it's 98 uh -huh. Like I'm eating lunch off a styrofoam tray Let's pretend like Actually, it's 98 it And back. you don't exist yet I, I would like to pretend it's 98, but it's not. Luckily, you're gone. Thank you. All right, meanwhile, um, at number three, it's... Uh, oh, great. Oh, boy. Luda! Featuring Tyle Cruz. Actually, it's Tyle Cruz featuring Luda! I don't really think there's anybody as bomb as me. So you can take this chance in the end. Everybody's going to be wondering how you... You know, Ludacris is actually all right. I, I don't know why. I'm not into the rap at all or anything, but he gives good interviews. Oh. All right. This next song, though, at number two, of course, it's been around on the chart for quite a while. It's really bad. Uh, it's actually, I think this is the worst song on the chart. The, the number one song on the chart hurts my ears. It actually really does, literally, hurt my ears. But number two, it's Usher. Featuring Will I Am. OMG. I think that's how they say it. That's how they say it on, on like Power 92, I think, or Power 98.3. They. Yes, Usher featuring Will I Am. OMG. It's like the whitest guys that are on those hip hop stations. They try to sound hip. They're like, Y'all, what's up, Phoenix? It's a new one. We're dropping a new one right now from Usher featuring Will I Am. It's OMG. Power 98.3, where hip hop lives. Mother Effa. I, I can't believe Oh god I, Like I said one of these days we will go through a different chart But this is just the best part I think I mean which of course brings us up to The oh, number boy. one song Oh real drum roll that's nice Yeah it, uh, it actually worked too Which you know the way things have been going tonight I'm, I'm a little bit surprised but here it is. Your love is my drug. It's Kesha with a dollar sign at uh, number one. I always have to turn my Ow. headphones. I have to turn my headphones way down when the hook on that song hits. Or I just have to pot this whole thing down. Like, I, pay, I, I actually, literally, I have my headphones off right now. Okay, I'll, I'll put them back on so I can actually hear, but... I'll tell you whatever you want, so just please stop the uh, So that's your pop chart. That is your pop chart. Those are the top ten songs in the world of pop. And, uh, and speaking of scary... James uh, has this list of, of the, what is this, the five most expensive cell phones. Yeah, uh, let's see. Bring up the fabulous web browser known as Google Chrome up here. And, yeah, I, I had the option for the top ten, but I felt it was safe to go with the top five. That should be outrageous enough, right? Yes. Uh, okay, here we go. Right here. Uh, you want me to just start reading them off? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Number five. What do you got? 
Alright, number five, we, we have a familiar company, actually, the Motorola V220 uh, Special Edition is decorated with 1,200 diamonds and 18 karat gold. Oh. This phone is available for $51,800. Wow. Wow. <laughs> $51,000 for a cell phone. I, I want to see what kind of plan you get with that. Yeah, I, I'm sure that it's like uh, free texting, something like that. Yeah. Well, the good news is... Well, well this phone is $100, but, but this $5,100 phone, you get free texting and unlimited calls for three months with the one-year contract. And since it's got diamonds and gold, it probably gets better reception. No, it doesn't. All right, uh, coming in at number four... Uh, is another design from Virtu, the Virtu Diamond. Uh, this cell phone will only be available to the first uh, 200 buyers and both diamond encrusting as well as the platinum body. It's uh, available for $88,000. How do we even discuss that? Yeah, well, you know. Well, I mean, look, it's, it's eighty-eight grand, and, and it's got, uh, well, I mean, it's, Look, again, I think the more diamonds and and gold you've got in a phone. Again, well, we've talked about this before, but I, yeah. I think the more yeah, I'm going to sip my the three thousand dollar tea while yeah. I eat my ten thousand dollar cake. The more cake. you spend on on items like cell phones, usually is 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 inversely proportionate to your intelligence. Let's move on to number three. Just disgust ourselves a little bit more. Uh, let's see. The uh, Number three is the Sony Ericsson Black Diamond. Only five numbered pieces will be available to a select few. And it's not diamond encrusted. It's not covered in gold. But it stands then at $300,000. But it's not encrusted in gold. Yeah, it... I have no idea what's up with this phone. It's it's this little cell phone. It, it looks plain as any other cell phone. That's the only description. There, there's no diamond encrusted thing. There's nothing about the processing. It's just a regular ass cell phone. Huh? Lame. Only five pieces will be available, and it stands in at three hundred thousand dollars. We we can't even make jokes about that. It's just a plain old cell phone cost three hundred thousand. It's a cell phone that costs three hundred thousand dollars. That's the joke. It, that's the punchline. <laughs> that's the yeah. That's the punchline. All right. What else? Yeah, yeah. Don't. We gotta add well, our. If that's the case, I have a, I have my my old phone, which even contains old text messages, and well, I won't I won't tell you what else it's got, but it 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 could possibly have naked pictures of an ex girlfriend on it, and I'll <laughs> sell it for a hundred grand. There. <laughs> and you only have to sell one. Yeah, exactly. Coming uh, coming in at number two, the Virtu Signature Cobra, uh, the stunning design cell phone, was created by a French jeweler, Bacalm. Uh, it features two emerald eyes and four uh, four hundred and thirty nine rupees. Jesus, and it sort of got like a snake design around it. Mm. It's so okay, so that's weird, and it stands in at three hundred and ten thousand dollars. Just oh, bargain at twice the price, really. 
I know, like, right? But do you really? walk into a Verizon store or a cell store and just go, um, you know, these phones are all nice, but I'm looking for something special. A jewel-encrusted, uh, yeah. it's got to be made of solid gold. They have all the these... The teeth have to be made of platinum. Yeah. They bring. They have all these guys come out, they go, come with me, sir. And they take you back to this room, and it's like sitting behind this bulletproof glass case. It's like, there's your phone. They try to sell you on that. And we'll give you uh, unlimited texts for only... $10,000 a month more. <laughs> All right. Um, now, there, there they, there's an atmospheric difference between number one and number two, but I'll save the punchline. Uh, let's see. This 120-carat diamond, uh, sorry, standing in at number one, uh, I forgot to get the ring off. Yes. This 120-carat diamond-encrusted phone has it even been recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as the most expensive phone in the world? Wow. Wow. The most expensive cell phone ranking in at a million dollars. I am horrified. Next named La Million, it enters at one million dollars. It looks like a banana. That's diamond <laughs> encrusted. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It looks like a, a banana that's been diamond encrusted. What can we even say about that? I mean, a one hundred thousand dollar cover, but I mean, a million dollars. Yeah, uh, uh, sir, somebody's taking my cell phone and my cover. Okay, how much is that worth? <laughs> one million and one hundred thousand dollars. You know what? That is that is an ugly cell phone. If I'm paying a million dollars, first of all, I should get whatever color I want. I mean, if I'm gonna pay a million, should at least let me pick the color. That is an ugly phone. If you don't understand, he described it as, as like kind of like a banana. It kind of is. And the picture I'm looking at, the color. It, it almost looks like uh, the telephone on the Flintstones. You know, like you put the tiny end in your ear. And well, the, the, kind of, but really the other thing too is it is, it's kind of, at least the one I'm looking at, is yellow. It really it is. is. It's actually, the one I'm looking at, the, the one I, I, I just had up here. I just closed. It was disgusting. The one I was looking at, it was a yellow. It was a yellow phone. Actually, it was kind of. Well, in fairness, it's more like darker. It's it's actually pink, but. Oh yeah, I see the one you're looking at. Yeah. Uh, oh my, my, my glasses. Yeah, if they're just dead, I, I wear these. You know, these brownish sort of amber dark. glasses. So, it, it it is. It's actually kind of. Pinkish yellow, but whatever. It's ugly. I think they were trying to go for gold. It doesn't look gold to me at all. With the iPhone cover, we we just ranted about a lot of things here. We we don't have much to discuss here. I mean, it's a million dollar cell phone. What can you say? Yeah, you, I mean that's that's all there is to it. And and oh yeah, the case you said the the cover is a hundred grand, right? Uh, we we can't even say anything. Here. I, I we're, I can't, we're just stunned. I'm stunned. I'm I, I looked at it and I said I, I got nothing. So that's what Honestly. a million dollar cell phone looks like. I, mean, I expect see my my cell phone and I, I always talk about this. I have a cell phone, it's it's a Samsung Renown. Okay, it's from Verizon Wireless, all right? Now my Verizon phone I first of all I want to say I love my Verizon phone. I do. I I actually I love my Verizon phone. And it's it's a nice, you know, it's it's a first of all it's good color, it's got a good display on it. I'm just I'm flipping it open right here. 
I have a LG track phone. Very and, good phone. And yeah, and this phone is is it it's a good phone. It's listen, it was Without, I had, I got it free from Verizon because you get the new every two or whatever that, that deal they have. And so I basically only wound up paying like 50 bucks for a, for a phone that's just over 200 bucks, I believe. I believe it's the retail price. It's got a lot of bells and whistles on it that I don't use. But regardless, it's a nice phone. It's very easy to see. It's great. It, it serves my purpose. This, this phone for a million dollars, it doesn't look like it would do that at all. It doesn't look like it. I bet that million dollar phone can it. Does it have uh, twenty gigs of of uh, of memory for for music and stuff to store on there and for pictures and video? Can it do all that? Hang on, let me let me Google this. Let me see if I can get a broader description because all the cell phones I have have here, all they really give is the price tag. Okay, here we go. It's made of red, yellow, and white gold, encrusted with one hundred and twenty. Uh, and diamonds of 120 carats. Let's see. Moreover, its backboard is covered with crocodile leather. So that that killed your finest animals to make your cell phone. Yeah. Haha. There you go. As as regards to the price of this gadget, it almost corresponds to the name given to the device. One hundred 1.43 million dollars. Mm. So it's actually a million and a half dollars. One and a half million. All right. Wow. Let's see. There is no information about the characteristics of the cell phone. It's quite understandable. Uh, this is quite understandable fact because they are of no importance. The addition of the gadget is very limited. Just three Lamillions will be sold in the world. So everything shows uniqueness, blah, blah, blah. They, they don't even give the credentials of the cell phone. They don't give the technology. It probably doesn't really have any. They're like, do you, they're, I bet you go, you get it, and they're like, do you want to buy one or not? Well, what does it do? Look, do you want to buy it or not? Well, I just want to know if it, does it will even work. It'll work. Okay, what else? That's it. That's the feature. It, it, you can call people with it. Which, I mean, again, that's pretty much good enough for me, but I wouldn't pay a million dollars just for that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so we can't even make jokes about how low running it is. I mean, they won't even tell us. It's a secret. It's it's our personal secret. Okay. Very strange. Well, let's keep it. Let let's keep it between you and me. All right. Yeah. I I got nothing. Mm. Honestly, I, I thought we I thought we'd be able to make plenty of jokes. We, yeah. We're we're just we're just done silence right here. It's just tell your friend they're the they're the one and a half there's, million dollar. There's cell a phone. million that's, dollar, that's uh, yeah, almost a one and a half million dollar cell phone. Maybe after taxes, it really is a million and a half. Yeah, just tell your friend that, and you'll probably get the joke out of it. Be sure to take a picture of their face, send it to us. Yeah. All right. You know, let let's move along here. What can we? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I I I'm getting a bad taste in my mouth yes. right now. Um, there's um, I'm I'm just yes. I, I was I'm looking I'm trying to find out any other info on it. I can't. I, I was trying to find other colors. Apparently, there are there's another picture of it that's different from the one I was looking at, but and it's not quite so ugly. But still, for a million dollars, it it shouldn't look like that. All right. Well, uh. 
You know, I was going to do the Alvin Green stuff. I was going to play his uh, interview on on the on Keith Olbermann from the other day. I mean, you have to. This guy is so unbelievable. But I think I'm going to save that for next week. And the reason I'm going to do that is because, uh, quite frankly, I don't want to be here until midnight. Yeah. So it's actually, um, it's actually almost two o'clock. Yeah, I was going to say it's it, it's closing in on that right now where I am. So uh, I'll just say that we will. I'm going to tease it. We'll talk about it because there's going to be time to talk about it. There's going to be time to talk about all the ramifications that come of this. You know, was this because South Carolina has an open primary? Okay, in other words, an open primary means in the primary election. Normally, for example, in the state of Arizona. Republicans have their primary. They have a Republican primary for gubernatorial races or for a Senate race, House, whatever. The Democrats have their own primary. If there's actually enough people, libertarians, they would have a primary, but there never is. That's why I never participate because I am technically a registered libertarian. So, But in South Carolina, they have an open primary. And so the, the conspiracy theory going is that all the Republicans just voted for the most unelectable Democrat guy. And because they they didn't want they didn't want to actually you know they they wanted to make sure to derail the Democrat Party as best they could in South Carolina so they put this dude up there and this guy is unelectable because he is facing charges obscenity charges federal obscenity charges for showing pornographic images allegedly to an eighteen year old girl among other oh, things right. he's also unemployed. They're wondering where the money came from for his campaign. In fact, they're alleging a lot of things about other candidates in South Carolina as well, where the money came from for their campaigns, um, where uh, how they were able to get some of these commercials on the air to such a degree that they did. South Carolina has a, has a mess. Uh, Once again, uh, voting for Jim DeMint, he's minty fresh. That's copyright by me. Uh, Representative Clyburn, you know, wants an investigation launched to see if uh, there's something screwy going on in South Carolina. I'm just going to say maybe, and I, I don't, I, I honestly don't know. You know, maybe this is a function of an open primary and then people just wanted to vote for the worst possible candidate. They, they wanted to American Idol this and they wanted to just make the Democrats look even dumber. Maybe the Democrats actually voted for this guy because maybe they're just dumb. Maybe what happened is, and, and this is a theory that I've kicked around and that I, I think we're seeing this all over the country. There is such an anti-incumbent sentiment that's going on right now that even complete idiots, complete morons, people that, have, that are just, they're unemployed 58-year-old guys that got nothing going for them and they're probably going to be up on felony charges, at least this guy. Uh... They're getting elected. This is what happens when you have disenfranchised the voters. When it, you have it's gone to slightly the more shocking than uh, sorry a Republican being elected in Massachusetts. Well, put it that way. It, it is in the sense that this is this is just crazy. This is what happens when you have completely turned off the voters to the D's and R's, the, the, the incumbents, when you have really, this this should be a wake-up call to Washington, whether it's Republican sabotage, which I don't We're think it is. We're just going crazy. I don't think it's, I don't, I really don't believe it's Republican sabotage. It, and honestly, it, it could be Democrat sabotage. It could, 
It could just be a case of, and now some people also say that it could be the fact that the guy's name appeared first on the ballot. <laughs> you know, that's, we have proven that in some cases that does help a candidate. There's, that's been proven. As sad as it is, that just shows you how lazy Americans are. If your name is first, you could be more the more likely to get votes. And this raises so, so James Bowman. So, so I should run for for like uh, governor. Sure, as, as long as James as long Bowman. as Aaron A. Aronson doesn't run against you. Yeah, I should start thinking of my own cheaty ad campaigns. Well. Yeah, I mean, on on our uh, ballot here in the in the state of Arizona, um, we had. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, we 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 have that now. I know in Florida they they. I don't think they do. I don't think they do it alphabetically. I just think that it's just random or something. Yeah, like uh, James Bowman. He's a clean bow tie man. Something like that. I don't think that works. Some Nah. See my see. This is how I would campaign in 2010. If I could run for, well, actually, there are offices I could run for. I would just say, Michael Groff, I'm not the incumbent, or Michael Groff, I'm not the guy that's in office right now, or I'm I'm the other guy. You know, my, James but, Bowman, I'm not liberal. <laughs> that should be pretty convincing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of... Uh... Vote for James Bowman. He co-hosted the Michael Graff Show. And isn't that good enough for you? Yeah. No, really, I mean, right now you could just vote on the idea that you're not the guy that's in power right now. You're somebody else. Might work. All right, well, that's uh, that's that. I think I think I've covered everything. I didn't play his audio. Again, we'll play it. There's a lot that we have to get into when it comes to uh, Alvin Green. Uh, there's a lot that we have to get into with all these other candidates, Blanche Lincoln. There's races that are going on all over the place. We have our own uh, primary coming up in the state of Arizona in August. And uh, is John McCain in trouble is the question. Uh... I'd like to say he is. I want to believe that he is. I wanted to change my party affiliation so I could vote against John McCain in the Republican primary. I wanted to actually yeah. change. I was going to change to Republican just so I could vote against John McCain in, in Arizona's primary. I was going to do it. But unfortunately, um, I can't now, I don't think. I think it's too late now. Though I, I'm not... It's August 24th. That's more than 60 days out. I don't know if it's 60 days or not. I, I think it is. I, I don't... I don't know. I'll have to go look. I just... In a way, I, I don't know. I've always gone back and forth on primaries, whether or not they should be open primaries or not. Because as a, as a libertarian, I, of course, I never get to participate in any primary. And I vote in everything. I, I vote... I'll vote on everything and anything. I actually am one of those voters that shows up. Believe it or not. Mike at KMGX.com. That's our email address. <clears throat> show up on the email. Mike at KMGX.com. AOL Instant Messenger. Michael Groff Show. That's the screen name. 
Um, also, michaelgroff.com for all things in the universe Michael Groff related. Of course, you can donate to us. Again, our PayPal address. That's also my email, mike at kmgx.com. Any. And if you donate $20, I can draw you a picture of there, your request. There you go. And, um, well, I won't draw you a picture. I'll be really, really grateful. And that counts for something. Yeah. Uh, in, in addition. Mike, Mike uh, why? Why don't you draw the picture for the fans? I'll draw you a picture. I'll draw you a, a picture of a couple of stick figures doing it. <laughs> there you go. Um. <laughs> shall we shag now or shall we shag later? Yeah. So I'm thinking that uh, what we'll do is, is uh, that's it. I think, I think we're, we're good here. Um, Oh, uh, there was there was something I was going to mention, and I don't really remember what it is now. Which is great when you're trying to wrap up and you can't you can't remember what you were going to get into. Shall we shag now yeah. or shall we shag later? Thank you. Shag now. <laughs> uh, hey, I already said that. Yeah, you did. Unfortunately, I, I just hit the button twice, so that's my bad. We're back next week. Thank you so much for joining us. I do appreciate it. Oh, yes, of course. I'm looking for people that might be interested in hosting the best of the Michael Groff shows, or if you want to also join us like James does as a co-host. Yeah, uh, we could just have a big old orgy together. Yeah, from time to time. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not against that, so you can always uh, send me an email and uh, let me know what you think of that. All right, that's it. Thanks, uh, James. Thank you. Uh, you're very welcome, Mike. We'll see you soon for another edition of Michael Graff in Exile. Good night, everybody. Good night.